Welcome to Tea Time with Tiffany, a podcast about faith, books, and everything in between. You can read all of my writings about these same topics over at lifeofacatholiclibrarian.com. Hi, everybody. I have already checked to make sure that my video is recording so we don't have an incident like we did last week because that's just the kind of week that it's been. <laughs> but I think the video is going to be okay this week, so I guess that's a positive, right? Welcome to episode 110 of Tea Time. And I guess we have lots to talk about today. My theme of the day is unfortunately stress. It has been a very challenging week in terms of my job. And so I've been trying to manage that and coming up with just sort of little ways that I can deal with that in a more productive way, emotionally and spiritually. So we'll talk about that. I have a new book series to tell you about that I'm really excited about and a prayer idea that ties into our stress theme. And I've made a little bit of progress over in the Creative Commons, although I don't have a picture because I'm going to be honest, friends. The thought of taking a picture of that sweater right now exhausts me. It's just it's been such a bad week and the sweater is looking good it's just it's um it's an entity that sweater it's it's uh until it's all finished and you can like close it you know in the front and pin it up it's it's just like it takes on a life of its own and so i just um i don't quite have it in me to arrange it to take a picture but it's coming and i've made some progress and i'll tell you all about it so all right let's do our what's happening uh and talk about why the theme of our show is stress so this is the week before classes start for the fall semester i dread this now every year it didn't used to be this way Unfortunately, it is this way now. And it's one of those things that it is what it is. It could certainly be worse. It could absolutely be better. But I just have to manage it because in the end, it is my job to manage it. And I am well compensated for managing it. And managing it um, means that I'm helping out my family in such a big way. And, you know, providing for the the needs of our household and our children. And therefore, I'm very grateful that I um, that I have this job and I work with wonderful people that I genuinely like. I and I know that for a lot of people, the content of their jobs may be more interesting to them. It may be more intellectually stimulating. It may be challenging in a way that they find really good. However, if they work with people that are really unpleasant sort of folk, that just takes the whole experience into an arena that nobody wants to go. And I'm so grateful that I don't have that. I really, really work with creative, kind people that I enjoy talking to and being around. And that's huge. I may not enjoy what I do all the time on a daily basis anymore, but I'm just trying to channel it as best I can. So that's what I've been working on this week because it's been a very stressful week in terms of work. 
my voice is all froggy, sorry. It'll be like this until October, just so you know, <laughs> the fall allergy season. So, <clears throat> um, I finished my Bible study. That's kind of big news. <laughs> I finished it on Monday. So, it's a first draft. It still needs a lot of work. But I, my goal this summer was to finish the first draft, and I did. I wish that I had finished it a little bit sooner because then I think I wouldn't be quite so stressed out about the semester starting because now all of a sudden I'm jumping into our lesson planning and course preparation and I just, I feel very overwhelmed because I haven't had uh, as much time to spend on that as I would like. However, looking at the positive, I met my goal and I finished a draft and I'm really ha I'm happy with that, really, really happy with that. So that happened on Monday and I actually had a lovely day on Monday. Uh, I just had a little bit of writing to do and I had the opportunity to work from home, so I seized it, and I finished, and I spent the rest of the day making lunch for the kids, and everybody was home. You know, Mike hasn't started teaching yet for the fall, so we were all home, and we had a nice meal, and we watched some mysteries on TV, which is my favorite thing to do, Hallmark movies and mysteries. We had some bakery mysteries on the DVR. And it was just, it was lovely. It was lovely. All right, then Tuesday came along, and then yesterday, which was Wednesday, and that was just not a good day at all. So what happened is, you know, I finished my writing, and so then I had to hop into course mode for the fall, and that's just not a relaxing place to be, friends. It just it really isn't. Um, because this curriculum is so new, we're still in a place where every semester we're redoing the course. We're hoping that that's going to come to an end. We've all agreed that that will come to an end until at least next summer. I mean, it's something huge if we have to fix it over the winter because it's like, oh boy, that didn't go the way. We need to change this before we teach in the spring. Sure, of course, we're going to do that. But unless it's something really dire, we're going to leave the course alone because it has been very stressful for all of us over the winter break and the summer break, completely overhauling our content. We have a long summer here. It lasts from May until the very end of, beginning of May, until the very end of August. And it was not relaxing for any of us in any way, shape or form. Everybody was hard at work on various things and it was and mostly on my colleagues because I was working on my writing project. It was a lot of work to overhaul it. And then for us all to get up to speed on the new content is just draining. And um, so I'm relieved that over the winter it should be uh, better because we're not going to do that again. And so hopefully it's going to go well. But, you know, we're scrambling like we have been for the past couple of semesters, which is not fun at all. Week before classes start, you know, these little technical problems have now come up. Yesterday, I was um, beside myself because of a technical problem that came up. And it, it is what it is, you know. I, um, I'm going to have to continue to work on it today. And... I just, the last minute nature of all of it is not fun for any of us. We're all going through it. I know one of my other colleagues has something similar happen where it, it just involves our course management system and it's just a huge headache. Um, but in trying to look at the bright side, the uh, faculty member that inadvertently caused this technical problem, <laughs> not her fault, um, it's just one of those things. 
was so lovely and wonderful to talk to via email yesterday. And, you know, it just made me realize that you have to really make the choice. And I I really learned this by writing the Bible study over the summer. I'm studying all these uh, spiritual classics and I did learn a lot from them (laughs) through osmosis, absorbing um, through the scriptures and through those other books. We can choose what to focus on. There's always going to be things that come up in life that are difficult to deal with. And on the grand scale of things, this is not all that difficult. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's a bit of a headache. But of course, there are many things that come up, um, health things, other tragedies that are much more difficult to deal with. And in all of these different circumstances, we can choose how we want to focus our attention and react. And we're human, so it's only natural to feel frustrated, to feel sad, um, to feel angry, all of these different things that can come up. But we can really do our best to bring it all back to a central point, which is our faith, our love for the Lord, our trust that everything is going to come out on the other side, no matter what the result is, even if it's the exact opposite of what we want, somehow, some way, it's going to be all right. And so I was thinking about that yesterday, and the, um, the faculty member that I was talking with, I just had such a lovely conversation with, and, you know, we were emailing back and forth trying to fix this, um, this problem, and she was just telling me that she had had a really stressful summer, and she's like, so I'm just, I'm really sorry, I'm going to go get the supplies to make some homemade salsa, because I just really feel like that's going to take the edge off right now. <laughs> so then I was asking her about her salsa, and we had a wonderful conversation about that, and um, it was just, it was, it was really nice, and so I know that I have a lot of emails waiting for me. I haven't opened my email inbox yet today, because... I just need more coffee before I'm ready for that. But I I think it's going to be okay. It's all of these last minute things, you know. It's always at the last, just the way that it is around here. The faculty don't come back until right before classes start, and that's when all this stuff starts happening. Classes are added in. Classes are canceled. These technical problems come up with the course management system. People are emailing us about things. And, of course, they should be doing those things. It's just a lot to deal with in a short period of time. And tomorrow... I'm not going to be here, which is Friday, because I have a dance gig at a restaurant about an hour and a half away, and so I have to leave in the afternoon with Claire, and it just didn't seem feasible to try to squeeze a lot of other things in, so I'm nervous about that too, so (laughs) Um, there's just uh, a lot going on right now, and so I'm just going to take a step back. It's going to be okay. I started looking at the lesson plan for the first week. Can I tell you a secret? I don't really like it all that much. (laughs) So here's the thing. Um, I love team teaching because we're there to support each other. It adds a really nice creative jolt to all of the classes when you're teaching with different people all the time because it makes them all feel, even when you're teaching the same lesson plan, but when you're with different people, it at least mixes it up. It makes it feel different because everybody has a different style and I love that. The disadvantage is that you can't always plan a lesson the way that you would do it if you were the sole instructor. And I'm not a person that I would characterize as having a, um, you know, a personality that wants to be in charge. I really don't. I like to be the follower. You know, like somebody else can set this in. I will do what needs to be done to facilitate a good outcome. I like being in that role. I'm a nurturer. 
However, um, before the spring, I always taught by myself. And so I had just gotten used to being able to finesse things the way that I wanted to with my own personal style. So there's certain things in the lesson plans that make me uncomfortable. All right, that sounds like a strong statement. It isn't. It's just, um, you know, like having games or something for the students to play, right? This is what I'm talking about. Nothing serious. It's just that I'm not at ease with that type of activity, I guess. I, and I want to be at my best, best foot forward. And I'm just a person that likes more structure. And so if the students are going to be playing some kind of Jeopardy game, I feel like I can't control for all of the different variables to have a non-awkward situation. And I need a non-awkward situation. <laughs> now, sometimes awkward situations happen and I have to deal with it. And I do that all the time here at work. Certainly uh, also like in dance situations, same thing, right? You just deal with it. But I really try to make sure to the extent that I can that those things don't come up. And so I just want, I want to go over the syllabus. I'm a lighthearted person. I like there to be spontaneity. Um, mention funny anecdotes when I teach. I do that all the time. But this, like having students play Jeopardy stuff, I feel not as at ease with because, I don't know, I... <laughs> We did this something similar in the spring, and I, I did not like it. It um, you know because these are eighteen year olds, and so they're gonna roll their eyes and think that it's silly, and I don't want them to think that. You know, I I would rather just have it be a more straightforward situation where we can have a nice conversation, interact, and send them on their way. <laughs> That's my teaching style. Um, I'm very approachable. You know, I can answer questions and all of that when we're finished. Um, so it's just, the team teaching has that component to it as well, that it's just not all the way that I would set it up if I were in charge, which I am not. So, mm, it's just been, and so now I'm seeing a lot of this stuff for the first time because I've been immersed in my little writing retreat, which is what my boss wanted me to do. That was fine. But now I'm coming out of that cocoon and I'm looking at all of this and I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> I hope that all of this goes okay. You know, I'm not, I'm officially at um, an age, all right, I am young, I feel young. However, I am at an age in which I am officially old enough to be the mother of these college freshmen, which seems incredible because I remember being a college freshman and it seems like it wasn't that long ago, but we all feel that way and that's just the way life is. Um, and that being said, I am a nurturing person, so I, I'm definitely maternal in my, I guess, the way that I interact with most people, but I am not their mother. And so there's certain things, you know, that we're kind of hand-holding in the lesson plans that I wouldn't choose to do it that way because they are adults, right? at this stage and we need to help them to take responsibility for their own college coursework. Um, I honestly have that philosophy with regards to my 11 year old son in many ways. I mean, obviously it's different um, because he's so much younger, but I try to foster independence in him and the desire to take responsibility for his own success. I mean, we're fostering that um, as his parents, Mike and I. But I want, when he's 18, I don't want him 
to need people to do things for him when it comes to his coursework. I want him to read directions and pay attention and be self-motivated. And of course, in a campus of this size, that's not going to be the case with all the students. I totally get it. But it's just some of the, the ways that we're setting up the lessons. It's just not the way that I would do it. And therefore, if I'm not completely in my comfort zone, it just, it makes me dread those weeks. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm just doing the best that I can. I'm, you know, you have to be honest with yourself with regards to your strengths and weaknesses. I am a person in terms of weaknesses, you know, I can be taken advantage of because I have a soft heart and, you know, I want them to do well. And so I want to give people extra opportunities to do well. Sometimes that's uh, called for and sometimes it isn't. And it depends on the situation. And so I need to be careful that I'm not too much of a pushover with regards to deadlines and, you know, what the students need to do by a certain date. But on the positives, I think that I, you know, I, I take my job seriously in a good way. And I think that um, students find me approachable, which is important in, the, in an instructor. And I think that I do a decent job when I'm teaching. And so I need to just have confidence that it's going to go smoothly, even when the lessons aren't set up the way that I would have done it. <laughs> so I'll see how that all goes, but it has been causing me quite a bit of anxiety because it's all coming up very quickly and the week has just been so chopped up and I'm not going to be here tomorrow. This sort of fell on a bad date. This was dance thing. This was supposed to be earlier in August. That wasn't really a great date either because it was the week after that nightmare weekend I had with the art festival and that other birthday party and the wedding. Oh my gosh. I needed two weeks to recover from that weekend. So this would have been the very next weekend. And so I was glad when it was moved to later in August, but now we're here later in August and the semester's about to begin and I'm all stressy and I wish that it wasn't right now. Um, that's okay. It'll be all right. Um, I've got this. It'll be, you know, I'm comfortable, more comfortable at least with this type of a thing now. It's at um, an Indian restaurant. I'm sure it's going to be lovely. Um, it's great experience, but it's just the timing is not the best, but it is life, right? We will soldier on. So that's what's been going on with me. Um, yeah, that's all I can say right now. <laughs> just, I want to set myself up in a good place in terms of prayer and have my mind in a good place, you know, focusing on positives and focusing on my strengths and just having faith that everything's going to go fine next week because it always does, you know, it'll be okay. So that's what's been going on with me. All right. So we're going to kind of come back to that with regard to the prayer corner, but let's talk first about what's on my bookshelf. So I'm um, almost finished with the last of the Amish quilt shop mysteries, which I love, and I've been linking to those in previous weeks. So I got my good friend Irina hooked on them because it was her birthday in June and I sent her the first couple of books and she loved them and then finished the series and she texted me last night and said, did you know that this author also writes under another name, a pseudonym, which I did know but I had forgotten about until she mentioned it. So I want to say the Amish Quilt Shop Mysteries she published under Isabella Allen or Isabel Allen. And then she also writes under the name Amanda Flower. And I don't know what her real name is. It was either of those two things. I don't know. Um, but it's the same person. 
And so she had written another series under the other name called Appleseed Creek, and it was also set in Amish country. And she, Irina was beginning to read these and had asked if I had read them, and I said, yeah, I love them. And she said, well, she has a new series coming out on Tuesday. And I said, tell me all the details, because I hadn't heard of this yet. And the title is Assaulted Caramel, Caramel, Caramel. I'm going to go with Caramel an Amish candy shop mystery. And I already pre-ordered it. It's only $4.99 for Kindle. And so Irina and I are all excited. <laughs> um, yeah, an Amish candy. So I'm assuming this is gonna be another series. Yay. So that's my recommendation for the week. I love cozy mysteries. And if you do too, these books are just perfect. So I, that's something to look forward to next week. Um, I know I have some other pre-orders set up coming up, and I'll talk about those in coming weeks on Tea Time in the On My Bookshelf segment, because I know I've got a knitting mystery that's going to download next week. Maybe I'll talk about that uh, next time we speak. And then um, I've got some more stuff coming up September 1st, so we'll come back to this theme. All right, the prayer corner. So in terms of my stress level, I mentioned yesterday, and I'm linking to the post in the show notes, that on Monday I'm going to start a 30-day challenge of trying to pray evening and night prayer from either the Christian prayer volume or the four-volume liturgy of the hours, or the app of choice, because there's plenty. Um, Ibrivery, I know that there's Universalis, I don't know if they have an app, but just their website. I use the Divine Office app, which is a paid app. I think Ibrivery is free, that's my understanding. Um, the Divine Office app was available for iOS and for Android, and they had to stop selling it, and it's been a while, so I don't know how this is all going to shake out, but if you had already purchased the app, you could still have access to the content. They're going through um, something with regards to copyright, um, so they're trying to even that, work that out, um, but in the meantime, nobody else can buy the app, so... I have access to it because I had purchased it before. So I'm going to be using that. You may have that. I don't know. Um, but you can also try. I've got suggestions in the post that I'm linking to. So there are free options if um, you would like to pray along. So I've mentioned that morning prayer. I just, I think that's what usually trips me up when I've tried this in the past because it's so difficult for me to fit in morning prayer. Just with the way that my schedule is with the kids and I teach first thing in the morning, um, Monday through Thursday. So it, you know, it's just, um, it's just not going to work. <laughs> and so I'm going to try to pray a morning offering, but in terms of the official morning prayer, because it's a little bit longer, um, I'm going to not do that, but I wanted to try an evening and night prayer endeavor because that's something to look forward to at the end of the workday, soothe your soul and see if I can do that for a month. So yeah, I'm going to start Monday, all the links in the post. If you'd like to join in, I'd love to have you. I'm sure I'll post every once in a while, periodically throughout September, about how it's going. But I have prayed evening prayer in the past. It's been a long time since I prayed night prayer. They're both beautiful, soothing, just comforting prayers and psalms at the end of your day. And I think that I'm going to really need that this fall, and you probably do too. So I look forward to praying that along with you. So that's in my prayer corner coming up. I'm also finishing up the St. Monica Novena. I have loved, and I linked to this, I believe, last week, the Pray More Novenas Facebook Messenger option now. Uh, they started, I don't know if they started this before, but I've just started it with the St. Monica Novena. I find it, I've been still tweeting out the emails, so if any of you follow me on Twitter, so that people have the links if that's how you follow along. 
because I'm still signed up for their email list, but I, I read the prayers in Facebook Messenger, and I find it so much. I, I don't have good vision, which I think you all know. I've mentioned that before. And I found the email on my phone. I would have to, you know, make it large, and then, you know, you, it doesn't all fit on your screen. So then I'm scrolling back, and it was just kind of a pain. Facebook Messenger, the text is like the perfect size for my eyes without my glasses on. And so I'm able to see it really well. As soon as my phone powers up, you know, I've got the little um, notification there that it's in the little bubble for Facebook Messenger, and I find that so much easier than the emails. I've been loving it. So I've been praying the St. Monica Novena faithfully, and um, that has been really wonderful. So that's been a lovely thing in the prayer corner as well. Okay, so Creative Commons I mentioned that I finished the body of my Rhinebeck sweater, and I joined it, the big scary thing. I um, took the provisional cast on off, and I three-needle binded off the stitches, and I picked up, did a sleeve cap. I'm like at the bottom of the first sleeve. There is a lot of pride here, people. I'm very happy with my sleeve. So I need to finish that, and then of course pick up and do the last one and weave in ends, and she's ready to go. I think we can officially say that Rhinebeck's sweater will be ready for Rhinebeck on October 20th, and I'm very excited. So as soon as I get the second sleeve going, it's a little bit easier to put on and take a photo. I'll take a photo, or I might wait until it's done for the big reveal, I don't know. But I will get a picture of it coming up here. But that's the update that has also been a really nice stress reliever, has been knitting, and it is very satisfying to be near completion on a big project like a sweater, so very excited. All right, so I have run a little bit long, but it was just one of those episodes where we needed more time to really flesh out things, right? It made me feel a little bit better. So glad to have you here. Let me know if you're going to participate in the prayer challenge. Let me know if you have ideas for books, if you have ideas. I know Advent is still a little ways off, but we need to plan. So if you have book ideas, prayer ideas, that reminds me I wanted to order some Magnificat Advent Companions. So let's plan, um, especially as September nears. It'll seem closer. So I would love to hear from you. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I'm sure I'll be posting next week about my adventures with dancing and the start of the semester, and you'll get all the details. I look forward to talking to you then. Bye.